summary of the Sikha. In the Sikha, the Rebbe discusses the mitzvah of Erev Tashilin. The halacha is that when you, if, you want, if the Shabbos comes out immediately after Yom Tev, in other words, Yom Tev is on Friday, and now you have to cook for Shabbos on Yom Tev, you're not allowed to do that unless you make an Erev Tashilin. So there, the Maril and the Marshal, they say that even though as soon as you finish cooking your food for Shabbos on Yom Tev, you're allowed to eat Erev Tashun right then. But yet, it's a better, the Maril instituted that one should leave the Erev Tashun for Shabbos as well, and then eat it, use it as the second challah by the first and second meal, and then eat it at the third meal. Because since you already did one mitzvah with it, you may as well do another few mitzvahs with it. Uh, leave it as the uh, Lecha Mishnah for the second, the first and second meal, and then eat it at the third meal. The Alter Rebbe also brings this in Shulchan Aruch. He says, you should leave the, you have to leave the bread, the Erev Tavshilin, for as, as long as you're preparing the meals for Shabbos. But mitzvah is that you should wait and not eat the the uh, the erev tashilin on Yom Tov, but to wait until um, one of the three one of the three meals of Shabbos and to eat it at that time. And some have the minig not to eat it until the third meal of Shabbos in order to do many mitzvahs. That for the first two meals you're using it as the second challah, and then you actually eat it as the meal of Shabbos at the third meal. Where do we know this idea that you're that once you did a mitzvah with something you should leave it for another mitzvah? That actually comes from the mitzvah of Erev Chatseris, which is another type of Erev, that if there's an area that's shared by a few families, a common area that many families share, you have to make an Erev in order to be able to carry in that area on Shabbos. So it says that Ravami and Ravasi, when they had an Erev Chatseris, they would use it at the... Uh, they would say on at the Shabbos meal over it because they did one mitzvah, they should do another mitzvah. That's where it comes from. And the same, the Marshal and the Maril also say that by Erev Chatseris, they also did the same. They used it for Shalashudas. That's when they ate it. Interestingly though, the Alter Rebbe by Erev Chatseris, he doesn't say that you should leave it for the third meal. He only says that you should... You should eat it at the second meal, at the morning meal, the day meal of Shabbos. Whereas by the Eid of Tashil, he said you should wait until the third meal of Shabbos to eat it. So why does he make the difference? Why the difference between the Eid of Chatzeris and the Eid of Tavshilin, especially in light of the fact that the source of doing many mitzvahs with it comes from Eid of Chatzeris. That's where the Gemara brings it from. So why does he say that by Eid of Chatzeris you should eat it by the second meal and by Eid of Tavshilin the third meal? So to understand this, we have to have, ask another question. Why is it that the Alter Rebbe, that they say that they would leave it for the third meal of Shabbos? The third meal of Shabbos is a weaker meal, let's call it. It doesn't have the same impact as the first two meals. The first two meals, you must eat bread and Lecha Mishnah on Shabbos. By the third meal, some people say that you don't have to have Lecha Mishnah. Some people say even that you don't have to have bread at all. You can be Yitzah with, uh, with Mezoinah. Some people say, in fact, the Lubavitch Minig is that we eat fruit for Shalashudas. So you don't even need bread by the third meal. Why should you use the Erev Tavshilin at a meal which you don't really have to wash for? It would seem that you should eat it by the second meal where you have to wash for it. You're doing a greater mitzvah with the Erev Tavshilin if you eat it by the second meal rather than by the third meal. 
So to explain it, the Gemara brings two reasons why the Erev Tashilim was instituted. Rava says one reason, so that you will remember to choose a good portion for Shabbos. In the excitement of Yom Tov, somebody could just forget about Shabbos altogether. You make all kinds of delicacies for Yom Tov, and you forget to prepare well properly for Shabbos. So the Erev Tashilim reminds you that you need to prepare for Shabbos as well. In other words, that the reason for the Erev Tashilim is in order to emphasize and increase the importance of Shabbos. The second reason the Gemara gives is Ravashi. He says that in, people should not think, the Erev Tashilim reminds you, even to cook from Yom Tov for Shabbos you need an Erev Tashilim. How much more so that you're not allowed to cook from Yom Tov for an ordinary weekday. It's just to remember that on Yom Tov you're not allowed to cook only for Yom Tov. Even for Shabbos you need a special preparation for it. In other words, that the purpose of the Erev Tashilim is to emphasize the importance of Yom Tov. One, what's the difference if, you, if this is the reason or that the reason there is a difference if according to the reason that it's in order to remember to prepare for Shabbos so then you have to make your Erev Tavshilin on Erev Yom because that's when you're preparing for Shabbos that's when you're cooking the food for Yom so it's to remind you that you have to cook for Shabbos as well if you make it a week earlier you're not going to remember anymore that you need to cook for Shabbos as well Whereas if the reason is only that you should remember that you're not allowed to cook on Yom Tov, so you can make the, uh, the Erev Tavshilin a week earlier. The Erev Tavshilin is still there, which reminds you that on Yom Tov you're not allowed to cook anymore, any, anything for any other day except for Yom Tov itself. The Alter Rebbe quotes these two reasons, but for some reason he reverses it. He gives what the Gemara calls the first reason, Rava. the Gemara doesn't call it the first reason, but the Gemara says it first, that it's in order to choose for Shabbos, he makes that as the second reason. And the first reason that you should remember that you're not allowed to cook on Yom Tov, only for Yom Tov, he makes that as the first reason. And he also introduces the, the, what comes out of that difference, that L'Chathchile, he says you should make your Erev Tashilin on Erev Yom Tov, but in order that you should remember. But if you didn't, and you made it earlier, and then you forgot to make one on Erev Yom Tov, you can rely on that Erev Tashilin as well. So in other words, what one should do is to remember to prepare for Shabbos. If you forgot, in other words, do the Erev Tashilin in a way that it will remind you to prepare for Shabbos. If you didn't, you forgot and you rely on an, on an Erev that you made earlier, you can rely on that too. Another difference that comes out from Rava's reasoning and Ravashi's reasoning is, Rava's reasoning seems to be all positive. It's about remembering to cook for Shabbos whereas according to Ravashi it's in order to remember that you shouldn't fail you shouldn't make the mistake of cooking on Yom Tov in a way that you're not allowed to cook so that's it, essentially it's driven by a negative idea you shouldn't violate Yom Tov by cooking in a, in a way that you're not allowed to Understanding this idea that the, essentially the preparation for Shabbos is a positive idea and the uh, making sure that you don't forget that you're not allowed to cook on Yom Tov is a negative idea explains another thing that we find in the Gemara. The Gemara brings two psukim which lend support to the idea of Erev Tashilun. Certainly that it's not a mitzvah in a Torah. There's no pasuk that says you have to have an Erev Tashilun. But the Gemara finds two psukim which express the idea of Erev Tashilun. One is, the Pasuk says, Remember the day of Shabbos to sanctify it. So that 
lends, uh, lends itself to interpretation that there is a Shabbos that could possibly be forgotten. So the Torah tells you you have to remember it. That's what the Rabbah says, that it's there to remember that you should prepare for Shabbos because don't forget about it in the excitement of Yom Tif. The other Pasuk is, the Pasuk by the man says, that which you want to bake, you should bake. That which you want to cook, you should cook. In regards to before Shabbos, preparing for Shabbos. So the, the Gemara says, from here the Chachamim um, supported the idea of Erev Tavshilin, that before you can start baking, you have to have already something baked. You have to bake something on Erev Yom Tov in order to be able to bake on Yom Tov for Shabbos, and the same with cooking. So Rashi spells it out, actually, that what the Gemara means by remember it because you might come to forget it, when Yom Tov comes out on Erev Shabbos, it's easy to forget about Shabbos because Yom Tov, the excitement, so and there's so many meals cooked for Yom Tov and so on, so the Torah says, remember that you should remember Shabbos as well. So Rashi seems to be linking the Pasuk of Zachar Asim Shabbos Lakatshe specifically to Rava, to his reason, as opposed to allowing uh, the Zohar Hashem Shabbos Lekatshe to be interpreted in both ways. You have to remember Shabbos by making an Erev Tavshilim before you cook for Shabbos. He could have said it in that way, but no, we linked it to Rabba's reasoning specifically, leaving out Rabashi's reason, that you shouldn't uh, forget and not co- uh, cook on Shabbos, on Yom Tov for another day. So the question is, why does Rashi link it specifically to Rabba? The Gemara links, uh, speaks about the two reasons after the first Pasuk, and then after giving the reasons of Rava and Ravashi, does he get to the second Pasuk? So why does Rashi leave out Ravashi from the first Pasuk? But now we can understand it. The, the, uh, the two Psukim are also interpreted in a positive way and a negative way. Remember Shabbos, that's a positive remember, reasoning or support for the Erev Tavshilin. That don't cook until you have something that is already cooked is a negative exp- uh, uh, support for the... It's, the thrust of it is negative. That's why Rashi sees that the positive pasuk, the one that expresses it in a positive way, is linked to Rava. The one that's expressed in a negative way is linked to Ravashi. That's why Rashi sort of divides it in that way. So now that we understand that the idea of an Eid of Tashilin is the idea of a positive purpose to it, that you could remember Shabbos appropriately, that's the purpose of the Eid of Tashilin, that can be now, underst- now we can understand why the Alter Rebbe holds that you should keep the, uh, the Eid of Tashilin intact until all the way to uh, Shalashudas. Because if the purpose of the Erev Tavshilin is to bring a better remembrance of Shabbos, so then even though technically, halachically, you could eat it on, on, Erev, on Erev Yom Tov, once you've finished preparing for Yom um, sorry, on, Erev, on Yom Tov, before Shabbos, even once you've finished preparing for Shabbos, but since the purpose of the Erev Tavshilin is in order to remember Shabbos properly, Therefore, doesn't it make sense to say, leave the Erev Tavshilim for Shabbos? The, when is Zohar Hashem Shabbos essentially? When is that mitzvah practiced? Not on Erev Shabbos. That mitzvah is actually practiced on Shabbos. We make Kiddush for that reason. We make Kiddush in order to remember Shabbos. So why not have the, the Erev Tavshilim, which is there in order to promote 
the remembrance of Shabbos, especially on a Shabbos which could have gotten been forgotten. So there's more need to emphasize remembering it. Leave it for the entire Shabbos. Have the Shetayr of Tavshilin sitting there to bring a greater remembrance of Shabbos. Not only by the Friday evening meal, not only by the Shabbos day meal, all the way out to the very end of Shabbos. You're always remembering Shabbos in a positive way. But that is, of course, only true in regards to Erev Tavshilin, which its purpose, the way the Gemara, the, the Gemara explains it, is in order to remember Shabbos properly. But an Erev Chatzeris, which doesn't have that kind of purpose behind it, so therefore there is no reason to leave it till the end of Shabbos. In fact, it's better, says the Alter Rebbe, to eat it at the second meal. That's why he says to eat the Erev Chatzeris at the second meal, because the second meal of Shabbos is a meal in which you have to eat bread. So eating it, making it, making the Eid of Chatzet as a part of that meal is a much higher expression, using the bread, using the Eid of Chatzet for a higher purpose. There is no reason to leave it for the end of Shabbos, therefore you should eat it by the second meal. The Rebbe then goes into explaining it according to Aveda. There is a great difference, says the Zohar, between Shabbos and Yom Tov. Shabbos is inherently holy. It's a cycle that Hashem set up. Every seventh day, every Shabbos is a holy day. Yom Tov comes, has to be introduced by us. It's something that we declare to be holy. It's not holy on its own. It's a Tuesday. Tuesday is not holy. We have to introduce the holiness of Yom Tov into an ordinary Tuesday. So Shabbos is essentially holy. There is no room for anything negative at all in Shabbos. Yom Tov, you need to have the effort. You have to make the effort to make it holy. That's why eating on, Shabbos, on Yom Tov has the possibility of it going wrong. If you don't have the right kavan, if you don't do it properly, it's, there's something what the Pesach calls perish chagechem, the waste of the Yom Tov. What do you mean waste? It's something which didn't work. It wasn't, wasn't elevated into its holiness. Shabbos, there is no perish Shabbatchem. There is, the Zaira says, there is no perish Shabbatchem. There is no waste on Shabbos because it's inherently holy. It doesn't have to be made holy. And that's why the two reasons for Erev Tavshilin, the one associated with Shabbos, is all positive. It's thrust as positive to remember and, and sanctify Shabbos. Whereas the Erev Tashun reason given in order to promote the holiness of Yom Tev has a negative. Do not cook, do not bake unless you have, because it's associated with, whole, with a negative aspect to it as well, which has to be elevated. And that could be the reason why the Al Rebbe reverses the reasoning at, from the way the Gemara says it. The Gemara first quotes Ravet and his reason that it's in order to elevate Shabbos or uh, it's in order to bring, promote the holiness of Shabbos. And the second reason is about Yom Tov. al reverses the reason. The reason is this. The beginning of Avaida is, Sur you have to deal with the negative. Nobody jumps into Shabbos immediately. You can't start your Avaida with absolute and pure holiness. You have to first learn to reject the negative. That's why the al makes that for the first reason. Then you're expected to move on to the next level, which is to live a life of Ishapcha, not just to control your impulses but to transform your impulses into a positive thing and everything else that that brings to, to live more a life of a tzaddik at least occasionally from time to time that's the second darga of Avaida that's why he puts that as the second level 
And that's also the reason why the Al Rebbe says that although it's preferred that one should conduct, do the Erev Tavshil in a way that also remembers the Shabbos, as he said, it should be done on Erev Yom but it's not Li'ikuba, means if you didn't do it that way, it's not a total failure. The Erev Tavshil is a valid Erev Tavshil because while we look forward that a Yid should live the holiness of Shabbos and the holiness without any negativity, but it's obviously not possible for everyone and at every time. Therefore, you can live a valid Jewish life. The Alter Rebbe says it's not. You can have your Erev Tavshilin even if it didn't rise to that level as well. And the Alter Rebbe also says that even though when is the Erev Tavshilin made on Erev Yom Tov, which means not only have you not reached Shabbos, you haven't even started Yom Tov yet. You're at the very beginning of your Avedah you're already planning to eat it by Shalashudas. The Ebeshti gives you the ability, the Kayach, that even at the very beginning of Avedah, you should already be able to plan and look forward to eating your Erev Tavshilin, to concluding your Avedah by eating it not only on Shabbos, but even at the apex of Shabbos, at the high point of Shabbos, at the Shudash Lishis, Raiva the Raivan of Shabbos, at the very, from the beginning, you're already living in that mode to reach there.